we here at Juggalo Judgment like to offer fair warnings to our listeners when things we cover can be especially distressing. I always ask you to exercise your discretion as a listener, and in that spirit, I would like to note that this episode contains... No face paint, no hatchets, no clowns, no carnivals, no murder-go-rounds, no chickens, no juggalos, no malenko, jekyll bros, wraith, no ring-a-ding-ding-a-ling, a ping masters, not even a whole lot of murder or anything. Just hip-hop. So, take two of these, and chill the fuck out. Listener discretion is advised. Juggalettes and those who don't identify as such. This is Juggalo Judgment, where two friends take time out of their busy schedules to sit down, listen to, and analyze music of the Juggalo variety. You're joined by your hosts, Mike and Shmeev. Is this, did we, are we doing ASMR now? No, I was just whispering. Just for that. Yeah. It's got to be more bombastic. Nah. Loud and. It's and like obnoxious. a ghost. <laughs> the ghost of Shmeev. Uh, if you are a new listener, interesting spot for you to, to jump on. Yeah, and, uh, you're in for you, something. <laughs> yeah, and if you are a returning listener, um, you're probably going to be confused as fuck. You're but in thank for you something. Again. But thank you very much for, for continuing uh, on this journey that we have created. Not a lot of stuff has been uh, happening too much in, in the Juggalo world, uh, from what I've seen recently, there's been a couple of, of announcements here and there, but nothing, like, spectacular. Magic Ninja's apparently putting out so much fucking stuff within the next, like, couple months. It's ridiculous. There was uh, a pretty big announcement uh, this past week, actually, that you mm-hmm. you may have seen that we got Quest for Shangri-La. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> that would have already been up. This this episode's coming out like a month after we record it, so yeah, well. yeah. Also, uh, also, I have a copy of Morton's list, um, which they actually put more copies up. Oh, uh, this pa- so so two Fridays ago, as of as a recording, they uh, they put up a hundred copies of Morton's list up for thirty bucks each, which was great. Um, and lots of people apparently bought multiples because then they started showing up on eBay shortly after for like twice the price or more. Uh, then, uh, they put more up. They put another hundred up this past Friday. So I guess it was giving more people an opportunity to get it. Hopefully the people who missed out the first time didn't go ahead and spend their hard earned money on eBay to get a copy and just stuck around and, you know, they put more up. They also had 11 copies of the expansion booklet on there those sold out really quick but that is something that you can get on amazon so i will eventually get that once we actually like actually i shouldn't it shouldn't be like once i start doing this i should just buy it because i know it'll get sold out and then i'll be like what the fuck i'm an idiot for waiting (laughs) um but one day we'll we'll totally play morton's list i'd like to try and see about maybe doing like an instagram live or something of playing (laughs) morton's list all right but obviously that will be whenever the world is a little bit easier to deal with for sure um you know you got that quest for shangri-la you yep. uh from from listener dustin yeah D- D- dustin dope man who also sent me a link to um uh wraith shangri-la vinyls <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, because <laughs> so he was like, he sent me a an, uh, a site. Uh, it was like collector dot com or something like that, mm. and uh, it's this one specific person um, who's on eBay, and I'm like, yeah, this is literally this person's like eBay list. And he's like, yeah, well, I like how the setup is on there, and I'm like, eh, whatever. And he's like, plus they have a Wraith die cut vinyl for $110. It's the cheapest I've ever seen it. And I said, uh huh. I go to Discogs. <laughs> there are two copies for 30 bucks. Oh, shit. <laughs> and now that I've said that on here, I should probably buy one of them sooner rather that, than later. It's tempting. It is. But it's, also, it's, it's, not, same- it's not the full album. It's oh. just Ain't Your Business and. It's not homies. Oh, it's okay, then it it's not worth it. Then I will spend yeah. my 30 bucks on the I, Forever Famicom vinyls that Mega Ran is releasing instead. Like there I was planning you go. On. See, I have one of the actual Wraith uh, 2LP vinyls. Oh. They only made a thousand of. I, I got it on eBay like like five years ago or something like that. It is in a, um, it's in like one of those like glass, like, like a picture frame. Um. It has like a slight opening in it, but I would never open it unless I was actually going to get it signed um, by ICP. But yeah, I can't. Um, I, I couldn't justify spending hundred ten dollars for one of those die cut things. Yeah. It's funny because I remember whenever they were selling them on Hatchet Gear, and they were like twenty or twenty five bucks, and I was like, eh, why do I need that? And then there's my stupid ass now who collects the vinyls, and I'm like, son of a bitch, I should have bought it then. <laughs> You looked at your past self and said, I don't need it. I fucking want it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, right. I'm going to go to like past self and be like, congratulations. You played yourself. Just <laughs> the D like I am currently DJ Khaled. And I'm just like angry at my past. Um, yeah. So uh, I just saw recently there was a new um, Monoxide. From Twisted, uh, who will do like smoke sessions on like Facebook or Instagram and shit like that. I never see the ones that are on Facebook. When he does it on Instagram, I get to I get to see them. And he was talking originally. The plan for Twisted was they were going to release three albums this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was was Mad Season, which came out back in April. And I guess now the one of them is getting pushed to uh, first quarter next year, but they still have one of them coming out. So they have a hip hop record coming out this year. They have a rock record coming out first quarter next year. Blaze's record is done, so that's coming out eventually. Nice. Boondocks has a new record. That's coming out in fall. Uh, Lex the Hexmaster already released an EP uh, like two months ago, I think, or last month. I can't remember which. But he he's setting up like a, it's a four-part series, and I think the second one's coming out like next month or the month after, something like that. Like he has his single coming out. So like they're not fucking stopping. Um... <laughs> That's just so much more music to fucking, like, try and worry about getting and, and finding time to listen to. Because I, I struggle listening to music while I'm working. Uh, I really can only do it whenever I'm in the car, which is one of the only... It's one of the negatives about working from home is I'm not driving to and from work now. Yeah. So that eliminates a big portion of when I'm actually listening to music. I struggle listening to music in general. I struggle. I just struggle. That's... that's <laughs> Preach. Preach. I go for walks and stuff, and people are, you know, mm-hmm. like, other people listen to music and stuff. I'm like, I can't listen to music while I'm walking. I just throw on a podcast. That's what I do. See, I can listen to music whenever I'm walking. That's that's what I used to do whenever I was in college. I used to go for walks all the time. Like, almost every night I would go for a walk at, like, 
eight or nine o'clock and just walk around campus and then town. It'd be like an hour, hour and a half walk or something. And I just put on music and it like I would just tune out. Like I'd listen to the music. I wouldn't listen, like think about like problems or any of that bullshit most of the time. Nowadays, I, li- I do that. I listen to the music when I'm walking, and it just makes me more depressed. <laughs> but I'm like, I need to listen to the music, though. Sometimes that's how I get some of my listens in for the show. I did that for uh, when we did uh, Dirty History. I did one of my listens mm-hmm. for that. Uh, that one wasn't a bad one to walk to. Psychopaths from Outer Space 2, that was a rough one to walk to. I, I believe I did that one on a walk. and That one was, that was a struggle. It was a very like, long walk. It really was. Um, I think I might have did check your shit in as well. I can't. I can't quite remember, but I know that much. So but today, that's not what we're talking about. Then today, today, we're not talking about anybody that you've heard on this show before. Not not Akilla, at least. You just have like they've they just popped up out of nowhere. Mm. And here they are dropping their one and only album in in the psychopathic so, family, sort of. Yes. So what we're gone. talking about today is MC Breed going just by Breed uh, here, and his album, The New Prescription. So this is this is a very very left field one, and. and I was thinking about this earlier today whenever I was like, oh yeah, we're doing Breed and it's just kind of random. We, like, legitimately passed up an album that came out on Psychopathic in 1998 because I was like, it's garbage, we're not doing it, but we'll talk about it in the future. And that was Misery. But we're talking about this album here. So, Breed releases this album, not on Psychopathic Records, but on, I believe it's called Urban Music Zone Entertainment? Um, let me see. It doesn't actually show that. Oh, yeah. Urban Music Zone Entertainment. Um, which, from what it sounds like, was similar to what ICP and Psychopathic had tried doing for Zug Island, where they created Axe and Smash Records, which was literally just a subsidiary label for Zug Island. Yeah. Um, this album was literally put on a subsidiary label, and it's the only release from that label. Um, put out by Urban Music Zone Entertainment, distributed by Red Distribution, which was the, uh, which I think is owned by Sony. Um, and Red Distribution was, uh, putting out ICP and Psychopathics records for, uh, I think from, like, The Wraith, so from about 2002 to at least 2005 or 2006, something like that. Um, so they already had this distribution deal, they were just, like, putting it out through that. I don't know how uh, Breed and Violent J had, had linked up. I don't know if it was from doing shows or anything like that, because Breed was a veteran. He had been rapping since the early 90s, but best known for his track, uh, Ain't a Future in the Frontin'. Um, and uh, what was the other one with, uh, with Tupac? Uh, uh, gotta, gotta Get, get Mine. mine. Um, so he had been around, but he's he's interesting because he's from Flint, Michigan, so... That's already okay. Hook up with with Insane Clown Posse, who are all about he's in the Michigan. area. But he did a lot of stuff that was more West Coast based. He sure did, and also some kind of Southern style stuff, I guess. At one point, I don't know. So Bree's kind of everywhere. Um, like he he did kind of that G Funk stuff for a while, and I mean that shit was hot for for a number of years. 
According to a very short lookup, I guess he's considered like one of the first like big successful rappers out of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the, the Midwest was was very interesting because you you had East Coast and West Coast which had very distinct styles, and Midwest kind of incorporated elements of both, but still made it unique. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would easily say that yeah, Breed was one of the the most notable people to come out of that area. So again, I, I'm not sure how they how they linked up, but Violent J loves his his veterans. He loves them. Looks up to Esham, works with Esham, signs Esham. I guess he really liked MC Breed and they, they became like really good friends. So I don't know if this album was already done and was just waiting to be put out by somebody or, or what. Um, because this is at, like the loosest of loose in terms of <laughs> how this was put out with Psychopathic. Because it really wasn't. Um, this was Breed's last album. Um, he had released, I think it was eight or nine albums in his career. Um, this one was done three years after his prior one. Um, so there was a bit of a distance and maybe it was kind of going to be like a, I don't know, a revitalization of Breed. But uh, it was the last album he released. Um, this was released in 2004. And then um, he passed away in 2008. I think what it was a kidney. Kidney failure, yeah. Kidney failure. Yep. Um, yeah, which he had actually been, um, he had been hospitalized uh, for prior um, so he was only, I think, 38 years old, which, I mean, that's, that's fairly young. Yeah. And it's, it's astonishing, really, that he had the career that he did. I mean, he'd been rapping for, at that point, what, almost 15 years or so. Um, which, rap is a quote-unquote young man's game, but, I mean, there's people nowadays who are older than that still doing it and still being successful at it. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, like, if uh, if you're one of the people who inspired a bunch of people to get into something, like, they'll usually gladly pull you into some things because it's mm-hmm. just you're you're the fucking icon, you know. Yep. And that's that seems to be what this is. Like, he was and, the fucking and, icon. So, and and let's just say this: this is not the last time that Val and Jay does this. It's it's hardly the first in a way. Uh, I mean, it, this, yeah. is a, this is a different style of it because I, I I was I messaged you about this whenever we were, I was mm-hmm. doing my first listen. I was like, I don't know who this guy is, and then you brought up that he's been around for a while. I'm like, oh, okay. So it seems like it's you're, kind of it, it's you're, like you're, doing your words what they were did. About how he he's rapping like he's a veteran. I'm like, cause he is. Yeah. <laughs> in in this case, it's doing like what they did on. Jekyll Brothers, but with for the entire label, except it's yes. not even on their own label. It's a subsidiary, and I don't think anybody would make the connection. <laughs> so. what, what it seems like was this record was put out on this sub-label, this distinct sub-label. There's no Hatchet Man on this album at all. There's yeah. no acknowledgement of Psychopathic Records. Huh. Um, the It seems like the reason that this was done was so that it could be pushed more to mainstream radio yeah, and not ha- immediately be discredited. You know? Right. Prior, 
Esham had some success on some radio stations here and there. It all depended on, on what the song was. But from what I from what I heard is as soon as Esham signed with Psychopathic, that immediately discredited him to a lot of people who liked his prior work. So I feel like maybe Violent J was like, we can do this. We can help you put out this record and we can do it through this. So we're still good and we you can put out this music. I yeah. think that's what it was. Sounds reasonable, yeah. So real quick, I'll... I'll, I'll talk about the production. It's only been really produced by two people, primarily. S-Man. Uh, S-Man and G. Pierce. Huh. Uh, the intro is produced by E. Shaman Lavelle. Um, and it does say, though, that all songs engineered, mixed, and arranged by Fritz, J. Hicks, and E. Shaman. So, that is the most that we actually get out of Psychopathic. There's not much else to, to speak of. With the cleanup. Um, minus minus one guest verse. Yeah. So, I, I don't know if there's really much more preamble we can get into. This is going to be an interesting one because we can't look at this album as we've looked at an ICP album, as we've looked at Twisted or Blaze or ABK or any of that. We're kind of having to look at this similar to Eshawn. Yeah. And we're also having but, to look at this Without the help of our friends of genius. <laughs> yes, because of this album's scarcity. This is this is actually a fairly hard album to find. I, I managed to get mine on, on Amazon um, a while back, and it was in one of my I-need-everything-put-out-by-psychopathic-ever phase, and I managed to find one for a, a pretty decent price. I think it was like less than 20 bucks. Um, but, yeah, this one's not an easy one to find, and... It's very, I think at this point, obscure because it was his last release that had almost no fanfare to it, from what it seems like. So, I think I think it's about time that we think, can jump in. Well, before we jump in, of course, there's a thing we have to do. Oh, man. We've got and to as I've done the last couple of times, I gotta, I gotta run. I'll be back. I'll bet he will. Ah! There he goes. Ah! Wasting everybody's time again. Because I'm not cutting this out. That would be a waste of my time. My ice, ice, baby. <laughs> this fucking doofus. He's wasting more time doing the V-Ice dance in the background. I don't even know what to say about this. You know? I'm just stuck here looking at him, occasionally popping into his doorway. There he is. He's coming back. All right. Okay. The pain is over. I have returned. Congratulations. What, what do you have? Well, as I said, uh, good old shop and save. Is is coming through for us. Um, mm -hmm. I I actually like went and like did like straight up grocery shopping there the other day. I was like, all right, cool, cool. It's, there you it's go. this is all right. Nice. Very empty <laughs> at, <laughs> at the time that I went. It's actually like packed a lot with old people, but like mm -hmm. at this particular time, I was like, all right, there's nobody here. Them. Wonderful. And I picked up a case. I picked up two cases of some Fagos. 
Yeah. One of them was the traditional red pop, but the other one that I am drinking some of today is some genuine Fago delicious cream soda. Very nice. Very nice. I have been going to our Dollar Tree. Of course. Because it's easier to grab Fago there. I can grab a two and a half liter for a buck. <laughs> Go in there with my five dollars and thirty cents because they ask you to have exact change right now due to the coin shortage in this country. <laughs> and I bought me five different Fagos, and the one that I am using today is a genuine, delicious cola. Ah, the cola. The cola. The OG. Yep. I feel like the OG is like the root beer because that's what they always spray to the concerts. I feel like cola, like generic cola, is OG. I don't know. I wonder. Drink. I wonder what the first flavor Fago ever made was. I don't know. I'm sure I could find out. I'm gonna crack this open. I'm gonna crack this open. You look so concerned about this cracking. It's like it took a long piss. <laughs> Shit. That is a very refreshing cream soda. Yay! Mine will not be too refreshing at first because it's warm. Hence I had to get my ice. Uh, the original flavors of Fago, fruit punch, strawberry, and grape, were based on cake frosting recipes used by the, the Fagensons in Russia. So it's really, really interesting when I think about it. Um, I have the fruit punch. That's one of the ones I opened. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized that it has the same kind of aftertaste as Red Pop does. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if it's in, it's in like the dye or something, but man, I really contemplate if I actually do like fruit punch or not. Because <laughs> again, I only like fr- red pop when I'm in a bitter mood, this, so it can match my bitter mood. This dipshit child here. <laughs> anyway, I just I just need some some fucking rock and rye right now. That's all I need. <laughs> Get or it. that uh, or, or that Arctic Sun. That kind of was kind of good. <laughs> I don't know. I tried it one time. I don't know. But it's time to hop on into this album. Track number one. Intro. Guys, it's an intro. (laughs) Oh, God, it's an intro. So, yeah, it's it's as if they're at a hospital, I guess. Yeah. You got uh, Isham talking. You got Lavelle talking. That's about it. You have me, who was strongly considering taking time to edit in parts of Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood into here. Anyway, it's a good establishment of the setting of this album uh, that we will be in going forward. And it leads right into Breed. I 
I'm in jail with this shit. Seen them come, seen them go. Some post bail and bail. Some sail on the flow. Some a tail on you though. Don't dwell on the dough. Do his ass and leave a bloody trail on the flow. Rhymes buried deep inside my mind. And every time I try to rhyme a line, I'm very a subsidiary to be in the shit in this bitch. Corporate, don't get your wig split in this bitch. Hit licks ain't shit. I'd rather be rich or I'd rather be getting some dome from your bitch. It's on in this bitch. Burn his own in this bitch. In the zone in this bitch. Like I own this bitch for real. That's breed. That is breed. This is a, this is a good open. It is a pretty good open. It's got that I, that good funky track to it. It's pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool. This is where I I can definitely like hear that West Coast mm-hmm. uh, element to it. Um, but this is a definitely a good starter from what we can expect to hear from the rest of this album. Uh, he his rap style is is. Okay, I'm not going to say... There's nothing, like... When I say, like, there's nothing, like, special about it, it's not saying that it's, like, boring or generic. It's just his own. Mm-hmm. And, like... But I've I've heard that same kind of style from other rappers before. And he's been around for a minute. <laughs> yeah, the, like, that's the thing. So, I mean, if anything, maybe it's, like... He, he like, his thing, and other people copied him. I don't know. But yeah, this is this is a a basically yeah. I've been doing this. He takes the rap game very seriously. He does. This is like I said. We're I think we're gonna look at this album similar to how we looked at Repentance. Of wow, this person's been around for a very long time, and they take this shit very seriously. This is their perspective on it. He is <laughs> like, serious as a heart attack. That is pretty serious. He says that in in one of the verses. <laughs> I I can I I I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. Without without genius to to help me out, I <laughs> wasn't uh, I wasn't as keen to, to pick out individual lines on this entire album. <laughs> well, I listen closely to the things that I you know put on. So, <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> It's not true, actually. I have very serious attention issues that uh, I, I try to pay attention to them. It's just fucking hard. That's why I rely mm. on genius so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really made I this a this bitch. On, I wonder if I wonder if this was on. Uh, is this on on um, what Metro lyrics? Songmeanings.net. Songmeanings.com. I we doubt go. it. <laughs> oh man. You know what you get yeah. whenever if if you if you search one of these songs and it doesn't redirect you to something else because the names are too close, what you end up with is a series of links to like Last FM or anywhere where you're able yep. to listen to it. Mm-hmm. No lyrics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, this this album isn't officially able to stream. Um, I know it's not on YouTube Music. I don't know if it's on Spotify or anything like that, but it, it doesn't seem like it is. So Last FM. I, Okay, yeah, well, yeah, but Last FM I think takes from YouTube, doesn't it? Well, like if people know. upload stuff on there, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. So yeah, this is this is a cool opening track. 
Um, I I love I love the production like immediately. It's um, good. I, I don't it's know real if clean. it's, it's yeah. It's nice. I don't know if it's the same like per like depending on the person who it is because this one was done. I'm not gonna do it for every track, but this one was done by G Pierce. Um, and well, no, because now I'm thinking about like thinking about the tracks I really really like on this record. Uh, they they're done by both people. So huh. okay. I was trying to see if maybe like one of the producers had a specific style and the other one did something different, but nah, they're fairly similar. But yep, I dig this track. It's a cool open. Yeah, that's that's all I got for. Up next, yeah. track number three. Roll with me. Uh, I'm a motherfucking classic like Coop DeVille, for real. That shit ain't gonna be poppin' till I make a few mil. The most I do it for the love and the pay. Plus, more watches, more rings, more whips, more bitches, more cribs, more switches, big screens, big things, hella green. Know what I mean? Follow my lead. Blunt after blunt when you fuckin' with breeders. Zig after zag, that's if you got that cushion in your bag. I'm getting higher than your scores on your SAT. Fully loaded ground war like they be doing overseas. MC, step to these MCs, go to H. E double L, cause fucking with breed is a mistake. The final conflict, my bomb be bomb shit. You can get the dick of the clip, just take a pick as I give it up to my niggas and bitches that roll with me. To my homies, my dogs that roll with me. Get money, clothes, hoes, dimes, cars, weed. Smoke it all the time, nigga. Love, hugs, dubs, dubs, all in the club. We be clubbing give all the it time. Up to my niggas and bitches that roll with me. To my homies, my dogs that roll with me. Let's roll with me. Another track that definitely has that West Coast feel to it. Yeah. Um. I. But I. I on a personal level, I don't know about the beat overall. Like I'm like, eh, eh, eh. It's all right. But he's got tight rapping on this. Oh, for sure. His, for sure. His hooks solid. He also drops a Gone in 60 Seconds reference in this. <laughs> I, I do remake. have an issue. I do have an issue on this, uh, though. And that's how the chorus seems to just come out of nowhere. Um, hmm. It doesn't seem to come after, like... It doesn't seem like he does, like, 8 bars or 16 bars and then there's the <laughs> chorus. It seems like he does these ongoing, like, these running thoughts. And then... He, he stopped calls writing right done. there. <laughs> yeah, he he stopped the he stopped writing right there and was like, "Okay, I'm done on this one. Let's put the chorus here." And it's like, it almost seems like there's a times where the the chorus starts in the middle of what that four bar phrase would be, and you don't really <laughs> notice it because the instrumental doesn't change. Yeah, you have that like that violin part that's always on. You know, the downbeats in in this entire song, it's not like they're only there for the chorus or anything like that. Right. It's the entire song. So having this chorus come out of absolutely nowhere sometimes with no follow-up to it <laughs> or lead, lead on to it kind of irks me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a basic bitch. If this does not follow proper, like, 4-4 four, four shit... Hey, Mike. It, it messes with me. Mike. Mike. What? Let me... Let me remind you of something. <laughs> Let me remind you of of perhaps another song that had no differentiation between verses and hooks. A remix of a song in particular. 
a remix of a once good song. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I'm the only one. <laughs> but I mean, that is one thing about this is that, like, it's just that beat does not change at all throughout the whole thing. It wouldn't, I think, honestly, it would be better if there was no chorus. If he just did I like his hook, straight, though. It's, it's okay, but again, the way that it just, just pops up, if he was just rapping this straight, like, the three verses were literally, like, verse, 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 with nothing in between, or just one long on rap, sometimes those are done really, really well. Yeah, but I and mean, I think like, that this could have benefited from it. Because it I almost think, makes it feel like it's a freestyle. I think he'd be sacrificing a good hook. <laughs> yeah, to each their own. Tomato, potato. <laughs> I will say one thing about this is that had had they had Fritz like just doing the actual production on this, mm -hmm. he could have brought that bass out of it. Because there is some really quiet <sighs> bass in this. And it is the only thing that's like, you know... Keeping like a it's nice little thing album, going. Though. It's not on the whole album, though. I'm talking about this track in particular. Okay. This track okay. right here, there is a bass in there. It's just doing a little like, and like it's just. Where is it? Why isn't it in the fucking mix for me? Get Fritz on that bass. He <laughs> we, will make we got it so pop. Because if we got you so have used to Fritz on that on that last on that ABK record, where he's just like. Oh, I'm sorry. You wanted bass or you wanted bass? Like the thing is, is if you're you, going to hear it, if you have something like the strings in that, that are just mm -hmm. going like that for throughout the whole fucking song, it dominates the song. They fade like it starts to like you, your ears tune that out. That is a thing that mm -hmm. your, your ears tune out repetition like that. Mm -hmm. um, so whenever you have the bass in there that like it it like helps you mark things like it, it helps mm -hmm. you mark sections in the in breed that first track mm -hmm. it it's the same thing like you don't have like it the beat is constant through the whole track but mm -hmm. when it drops into the hook they bring in that little guitar lick in there it's like yeah cool it's a signifier yep. and you can do that like you can keep you can have almost the entire track be the same throughout the whole fucking song but if you have, like, one particular thing that signifies the different sections of it, that shit rules. Like, it it mm. changes it so much, and you don't really think about it. Yeah, as, as it stands right now, the, the instrument on this one's fairly one-dimensional. And yeah. it's, it's, it, it's sad, because the, the, the key that it's in, like, I dig that. Because it, it almost has that that feel of like an uplifting vibe to it, which I which I really like. That flat seven, but but there's but there's not much else for it to to really like commend. So yeah, I I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, that's it for that. That's it. <laughs> We're looking at this as a pure hip hop album. It's that's what it is, man. This this does not fit in the dark carnival mythos. <laughs> He's shouting out the people that roll with him. <laughs> what else is there? <laughs> yeah. Up next, rap game. Ooh. I like that ass. Uh. <laughs> 
Like a junkie with a fix, non-stop, and if it ain't popping, I'm pissed. I'm the original, numero uno, big breed. All I do is club and smoke that weed. And for those thinking that I can't come up, bitch, chill. I'm still very difficult to fuck with. We off the chain. That's another really good hook. Yeah. <laughs> those hook vocals so, tight. <laughs> this uh, this was a single. Yes. Um, uh, is the only single from the from the album. It has a music video, which I had actually never seen until um, they ended up putting it on Psychopathic, the videos, volume two. Oh. Um, it's it's kind of a fairly standard um, rap music video. It takes place in a club. Um, but there's a notable cameo in it. Um, cameo? For, uh, huh? Nothing. <laughs> Just saying the band cameo. What if? What if? But, imagine. So it features Tech Nine. Yeah. He's, he's chilling, chilling on the couch oh, yeah. next to him. I was like, oh, okay, it's random. And this was in 04, so this is back whenever Tech had the crazy red hair. Uh, um, after Absolute Power. So yeah, good, good times. That man just shows um, up in the background of fucking everything, doesn't he? <laughs> and this was back before he like blew the fuck up. He just, so he just shows up. <laughs> um, which makes me wonder if. This if the video for this was made at a time whenever they were doing, um, I don't know if if Breed was on any of the tours that ICP did because Tech toured with ICP. Oh, they yeah. did the Wicked Wonka tour, and so I don't know if this was around the same time and they maybe like filmed this video while they were touring or some shit like that. But yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't. I can't find anything concrete on this hump. <laughs> but um. <laughs> But yeah, it's tough. This this track is this track is dope. This it's is got a, a chill vibe to it. His voice, I love is his fucking voice. perfect. It's so for this style of rap. This is a grade A bragging track. Oh yeah, oh like, yeah, for sure. That's like one hundred percent. And yeah, his his voice is just so smooth, so it's good. Like, and I'll tell you what, like the this one has a good balance of, of like with the bass with everything else, but like that main. Like part that we hear in the instrumental sounds like some funky MIDI. That's synth, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Like, like you'd be hearing this in like a Super Nintendo game. <laughs> God, I like it though. It's dope. They're yeah, hell yeah. It's 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 a, a stereotypical song, but it's done really well. If only and, I had like memory and stuff to to rem and if only i had memory and also the experience to be able to compare this to what was out at the time because i got fucking nothing 
Uh, so this came out, let me see. I have, I have Wikipedia up. This came out in 04. I was curious to see, like, around what time. I think it was the summer then. Uh, let's see. This came out in August of 2004. So, actually, this episode will be up uh, just after its its anniversary. Um, see, Ludo released their self-titled album. Leviathan from Mastodon came out that year. Uh, wasn't this when... Oh, wasn't the massacre out that year? The Halo Two soundtrack. Hold on. Modest Mouse. No, good news for people who love shit, bad. That news. was two thousand five. It float on. Um, let's see. Getting away with murder, Papa Roach. Whew. That was two thousand four. Yeah. I thought it was two thousand three. Well. Uh, let's see real quick. Rap albums. Cryptic Collection uh, Volume Three was out that year. God damn. Confessions. Yeah, this oh, was shit. This was yeah. Okay. We did this okay. with Esham, I forgot, but yeah, this is like Well Esham was two thousand three. Whatever. Well we we checked in the same area. Uh okay, so Trick Daddy's Thug Matrimony came out that year. Uh Encore by Eminem would come out um a few months later. Urban Legend by TI would be in December. Red Light District the by Diary Ludacris. of Alicia Keys was 2003 to 2004. I don't know what that means, but that's what my thing says. <laughs> uh, let's see. 2004. Oh, here we go. This is number one albums in 2004. That'll help. Uh, 333 dropped this year. <sighs> let's see. Uh, Outcast, Speaker Box Love Below oh, was, that was out that year. Confessions. D12 World came out that year. Fuck. Oh shit, Unwritten was in 2004. BC Boys to the Five Burrows. Okay. Okay. Kelly Clarkson, Breakaway. Okay. Interesting. Mm. Oh, Jay-Z Lincoln Park came out that year. Oh god. Nice. So it's, it's and those are just like number one albums. I wish it would show me like just rap albums released in that year, but it doesn't. Bragging, oh, 2004 in hip hop music. <laughs> Nightwish dropped once in 2004. Holy shit! Reanimation was uh, so far. That's okay. Okay, I, I found okay. Hate I found rap it. albums in 2004. So Kanye West College Dropout came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I'm just trying to see people that I that I've heard of. Um, oh man, Mers and Ninth Wonder, Mers 316, the Ninth Edition. Yeah, that's the that's the album that's got John Cena on it. Uh, Dark Lotus Black Rain came out that year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Method Man to Calo, the prequel. Okay. Okay. Executioners. Uh, Korn dropped their greatest hits album that had their cover of Word Up and Another Brick in the Wall. That was 2004? Maybe. Yeah, that makes sense Maybe. because... Well, I bought that because I was hoping Twisted Transistor was on it, but Twisted Transistor came out after. So uh-huh. that makes sense. Okay. Uh, the Roots had an album out that year. Uh, oh man, Cook Calhoun's debut album "Believe" came out that year. Oh my god, that's actually a pretty decent one. Young Buck straight out of Cashville came out. Okay, Ello Coolte, the definition. Oh my god, Nelly released uh, two albums on the same day: "Sweat" and "Suit." Lil Romeo 
released Romeo Land. Oh my god. No. Uh, let's see. Oh, give me a chance. <laughs> <laughs> R-U-L-E came out that year. Powerballing by Chingy? What? Wait. Lil John and the Eastside Boys Crumb Juice? Is that the one that had... Is that the one that had fucking Get Low? Is it? I don't know. No, no, it's not that one. No, the prior album was the one that had that. Okay. I got really concerned for a second. I was like, man, I thought Get Low was earlier. That's because it was. So, uh, let's see. Snoop Dogg had RNG, Rhythm and Gangsta. I remember buying that one. God damn. So, yeah. God damn. There's a lot of stuff out. A lot of shit came out. Oh, exhibit weapons of mass destruction. And, and none of the things that you that said really give me an idea of the sound of the time. So uh, it's just a big was... fucking toss up as to how this fit in the mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I again, don't know. It's, it's, it, 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 it's partially in, like because of where he's from. Yeah. I mean, like Midwest sound is both unique and yet steals from everything. Well, what I mean is I don't know any of the other, I don't know enough of the other stuff that you mentioned to oh. form an opinion as to whether or not this was, you know, in those styles. The, the thing is, is, I mean, it, it's, it's really me trying to think of, okay, how does the production sound compared to some of those other uh, The production sounds Obviously, most of, It does. <laughs> And yet, it's still not on par with some of those other releases. Hmm. Exhibits, uh, Weapons of Mass Destruction, um, Ludacris's Red Light District, those all are, I think, sonically very good records. Hmm. But, at the same time, Eminem's Encore came out that year, and that's what many people consider to be his worst album. And production on that album is not amazing. Huh. It's It's... It almost feels like it took a step down from what the Eminem show did. And so some of these could almost sound like something on that record. Hmm. So, I don't know. It's 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 hard to really tell. But, I mean, so far, this album is, is fun to listen to. Yeah. Okay. Even if you can't focus on what Breed's saying, which, not to say that it's broken record of, I'm a vet. I do this shit for the game. Yo. I'm a vet. I'm here it's... for my free coffee. <laughs> <laughs> do you offer discounts? <laughs> <laughs> um, this, uh, this one's just... Uh, it's a good listen so far. And we're only four tracks in. So, But now we should be five tracks in. Yeah. What's track five? Uh, this is going to be one, two. Yeah. Come on. Hey, where you getting it from? I want one, two. Oh, you got one of those? I want one, two. You got a fine-ass broad? I got one, two. And I'm driving a Benz to get two, one. I'm in it with y'all. Hit big cash out, spin it with y'all. Yeah. Win at the casino, bitch, I'm spinning it all. Yeah. Leaving my spree wheel, spinning for y'all. I'm in it for y'all. The fact is... 
contents of character plays the background while I'm listening to amateurs with no stamina. Compared to my flow, you're more or less recycled. Careers on idle, keep it coming though. If there's anyone or anybody that's potent enough, I wanna know. Gorilla and I'm Miller, then a fifa. Can I see a bell be a big bag of killer? Popcorn popper, won't stop till I copper. Enough trees to get the whole world fucked up. I'm out of MI, so when I say what up, don't y'all niggas put it on the floor. Where you getting it from? I want one, two. Oh, you got one of those? I got one, two. You got a fine ass broad. I got one. So I'm not gonna lie, whenever I was doing my notes, I tuned it out of this song. Really? Yeah, I huh. forgot that it happened. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a standout. I mean, for me, the hook, like, just kind of sticks in the brain. It's, you know. It's simple. It's a solid hook. <laughs> like, I think he's got good hooks, Bray, like, overall. Bray's got some, Bray's got some good hooks. And, like, at the same time, though, like, he has just a good, he just has a unique style. Yeah. And like, this is, this it, is, he does uh, not sound like anybody else who was on Psychopathic Records. Yeah. This is another one where, like, the beat is very just, it, it's continuous throughout the whole song, yet they, they do still has a, a good divide between. Chorus, yeah, I know, so I'm getting to it. Let me finish my fucking sentence, man. It keeps a good divide between the verse and the hooks, is what I was finishing that sentence with. Jesus Christ. It's in my notes. I fucking wrote it down. <laughs> the way you were saying it was almost setting up the way uh, Robot New was, though. Well, let me finish. You don't know the end of the sentence. You don't know. You don't know where this story is going. <laughs> Just when they think they have the answers, I changed. The I questions. noted that on roll with me that it doesn't do that. You think I'm not going to notice when it does? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> two songs ago. I thought you might have forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I forgot about this track. Like, I was doing my notes and I was like looking at my phone. And I was like, "Oh shit, this song is done." <laughs> well, anyway, uh, he is in the rap game, and there are other people in the rap game. But those other people in the rap game, not as good as Breed in the rap game. <laughs> <laughs> they have things. He's and got them too. Also, <laughs> and there, we've also told you what a twisted album is. <laughs> <laughs> but then twisted are also like you're not as good as me like this issue of x-men which is not as good as this other issue of x-men <laughs> i'm like the better issue of the x-men <laughs> i'm also just reminded i heard that they're going to uh uh potentially bring back the x-men animated series oh shit Oh yeah. Da 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 da. So that was Man. one too. <laughs> I don't think we have anything else on it. No. You no, didn't have just, anything. You completely skipped. No. It's probably not even in your notes. It's out of my mind. <laughs> Met up at the club, greeted me with a hug Don't remember what day it was But in any case, your pretty face had me feeling buzz all Shaking your tail feather and cutting the rug Tight to death, this is 
not your ordinary broad More like a tea and the type to make the men all pause Just gather composure, cause nobody knows you Gotta introduce yourself to get exposure I did, and hell I was hidden before I knew it She was coming through, yeah, and I couldn't wait to do it I'm admitting it's some of the best in the midden And something I wish you can witness But, but for now, you can take my word for it Cause oh, I was coming through constantly A number one custo, a regular And trust me, dawg, she keep it hot And that's the reason I frequent the spot Got me going out of my mind Out of my mind Let me say I, uh... it, let me say it Juggalo love song. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Carry on. Uh, I really like the singing in the chorus. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an, it's a nice, it's a nice touch added on there. I don't know if that's breed singing or if there's somebody else. I don't think there's any other credit on it. Um, Let's see. No. So maybe that's him singing on it. If so, nice nice little touch on it. You got a good voice. The, those yeah. like little riffs that he's got going on the side, like mm-hmm. He he's he's like a, a total package. Like, yeah. It, I I it makes me want to like go back and check some of his older stuff, aside from just Ain't no Ain't no Future in the Front, which I've heard like two covers of. <laughs> Um, one of them will hear in the future. Oh. Um. Yeah. I, I saw it, actually, whenever I was looking that up earlier. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this one's not bad. Um. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's a decent track. It's Juggalo Love Song. It's just, just Juggalo Love Song. <laughs> he, he, this might be one of the best ones so far. <laughs> he, he fall in love with Hooker. Yeah. What else do you do with them? Yeah. We're good. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Again, like, most of these songs are, like, at at this point is where I would say that they're just, like, it's very, like, a formulaic kind of thing. It's... Yes. uh, It's a toss-up between whether he's going to open with a hook or not, and either he does or he doesn't, and then it's... The rest of the thing is the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to really like view this within the context of, well, like I said, we can't compare this to an ICP album or compare it to a Twisted album or something like that. Right. Where most of the time they have a very, very, very loose idea of where they're taking the record. <laughs> like we. We don't really get that here. Right. It's, it's like songs were made. Okay, this song is done. I like this song. Let's move on to the next song. Right. Make the song. Okay, I like the song. Let's move on to the next one. And they're like, okay, we've got enough songs to make an album. Is there a theme? No. <laughs> but, I mean... That ain't what he's about. about. If I'm thinking about other song, like albums that came out at the time... I don't know of like if any of those ones have like concepts or, or full on themes, you know. I mean there might be an exception here or there, but like more often than not, no. It's right. it's no, we made we set out to make an album of, you know, between this many and this many tracks. 
these are what we came up with. You know, we may have cut a couple because they didn't, we don't think they were up to par, but not because they didn't fit the theme of the album. Yeah. Like, I, I always find it interesting whenever something is maybe made at first and then they hold it off and then put on something else. Not like, not like a Forgotten Freshness album where they take songs that, you know, they're like, oh, we didn't think it this fit the record. Okay, I mean, I understand if a song didn't fit what you considered with, with for a Joker's card. But, like, I know that uh, the Foo Fighters, their song Walk was made a couple of years or so before it was actually released. And they didn't put it on the original record it would have been on because they thought that it didn't fit. And I'm like, I never really, like, think about, like, rock albums and right. about them having like a kind of feel, like a specific feel. I mean, you could look at like maybe like Coheed and Cambria, where all of their fucking albums have like a, a general theme or something. Well, I mean, they are telling a story in it. Like they exactly. are literally but based on something. So, like there's that. Right, but that's right. That's what I'm saying. Like you have those ones that are set out, but any other band's record, I never think about it having like a style or, or thing, something like that, where right. you would remove a song from it. I could see if something was maybe rewritten. Like, you cannot give me Hysteria by Def Leppard and tell me that there's a theme to that record. There's not. There could I still could be maybe a, see... a sound to it. Like when Sugar Ray put Fly on that album. Oh, God. <laughs> And then they were like, oh, y'all like this? Okay, we'll literally make this music from we're, now on. We're that band now. <laughs> and that's literally what they did. What, for those who don't know, Sugar Ray started as a new metal band. Like, as a new metal slash, like... Hardcore-ish. Yeah, hardcore band. That's where they got their start. You can find them on compilations with other artists that were more new metal. Like, there's that fucking one that was done for, uh... Fuck, uh... Was that one artist who who passed away that like a lot of people, a lot of like heavy rock people really like looked up to, and so they did like a, a tribute album for him. Mm. And Sugar Ray's on it. <laughs> That's why. Hey, Sugar Ray taught Fred Durst life was all about drinking. Yeah. At least that's what Fred said on Indigo Flow. <laughs> but that's that's neither here nor there. No. And I'll tell you what. That's just like tr track seven. It's the truth. Yo, if you're gonna get out here and talk about you and talk about the shit you just did, you know what I'm saying? The shit you just put down, it's gonna have to be the truth, man. Don't just be out here talking a bunch of bullshit, you know what I'm saying? You're not either random the motherfucker trying to get plugged in with motherfuckers and they act like you ain't never even did nothing, you know? You, you ain't standing on shit. Just put it down for him, man. Let the motherfucker know what you've been into, nigga. What's the deal? Me, I've been rapping. <laughs> Been doing shows, yes. been getting money and fucking these fine hoes. Right. Been made a million just a little past gold, and motherfuckers be acting like y'all don't know. Oh, he know he of course know. it hurts when your glitter don't glow, but I ain't come this far to go flat broke. Remember, it ain't a game. I'm no joke. They say I'm dope, even death, but only so so. I got a good mind to kill you for show. See you in afterlife and kill you some more. Bitch made nigga, we call hold now. What the fuck are you frontin' for? I got a weapon, as serious as cancer, so, hey, I gotta be the answer. Be like, there you go again. <laughs> Jumping off the porch with a cup full of hen. Smoking on the porch. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. 
It's gotta be the truth. You know how it is, man. Motherfuckers be trying to act like they done got so big that they too big to talk that's to a motherfucker that's on their way to being big. You see what I'm talking about? Truth. Man, fuck all that truth. So, in this song, he refers to his weapon being serious as cancer. I called out the serious as a heart attack uh, line earlier. Which one would you say is more serious? <sighs> Cancer v heart attack. Let's have this. Uh, let's have this discussion now. <laughs> it's like comparing a tornado to a hurricane. One is instantaneous, it's imminent, yeah. And then the other is a long, drawn out process. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Both are both are pretty damn bad. I would I would Which really want serious, neither of them. Though? Which one is more serious? I, I hmm. I hmm. I don't know. Anyway, he's talking about people like ducking out on him after getting whatever they want from him, and mm-hmm. that's some bullshit. That is that is a common theme in rap. It is, yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's a um, common theme in the music industry. That, yeah, indeed, they they indeed. do it to people a lot. It's a, it's a common theme in the industry, the entertainment industry in general. The world it industry. Lot, it seems like it happens a lot more in music, though. The industry of life. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this is one of the ones, I, I, this is specifically what mine was about. This one... The production sounds exactly like an Eminem song. Like, could hear it, yeah. flat out. If you put this beat on Eminem show or Encore, I'd have been like, yeah, that makes sense. It sounds just like that. So, I really like this one a lot. Yeah. Um, I think one of the coolest things about Breed is he doesn't yell. <laughs> he has no need to yell. Nah. His voice is so smooth, and he speaks at just the right level mm-hmm. that, like, if if he was telling me some of this stuff in person, it would be unsettling. Because <laughs> it's like, fuck, I don't want to fuck with you. <laughs> he like, doesn't need to yell, Blaze. <laughs> Why don't you cool it off a little bit, huh? <laughs> Mike's sick of the yelling, Blaze. He <laughs> doesn't want to hear you anymore. <laughs> I didn't say that. I You're don't getting a little too yells. loud for Mike, Blaze. <laughs> I, d- I never said that. There's times where I wish that Blaze would yell. He doesn't really yell nowadays. So there's a but That's probably because he yelled too much 20 years ago. And not even like blew out his fucking vocal cords. So there's a back mask in this track. Yeah, towards the end? Yeah. I don't know what it is. I didn't oh, get to hear it. Did you? I reversed it, and I still couldn't figure it out. It sounds like he's doing like a product, a producer shout out, maybe. Oh, yeah, I have no idea. Like and I, unfortunately, I hear a bunch of like I hear a bunch of like garbled words and stuff, and I think he yelled, like says like production at the end of it, but I'm, I don't know. I I I can't be certain. Uh, it's a pain in the ass <laughs> because <sighs> like there's just too much other noise going on during it. Uh, yeah. cause there's like the breath or whatever. It's, it's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I remember hearing that today and I was like, Oh fuck, there's a back mask part. And I was like, should I try and figure out what it is? Nah. <laughs> so if anyone listening to this happens to be one of the like five people who owned this album and listened to it and knows what that is, uh, 
Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> I think that's it for truth. You got anything else? Nope. Nope. I dig this one. Dig All it right. a lot. Up next, track eight for the people. Come on, people. Work. Yeah. Big breed. Once again, back is the incredible rhyme animal, unforgettable. Who can do it like me, dog? I can be blind as a bat and still come and see y'all. Focus, Daniel, son, is no competition. A professional nigga with amateur's ambition. Some say my fitted cap not big enough, cause I'm fine. I'm leaving them hot because I'm in it up a plaque. I'll be cool, but cut the check. I must have bust a rhyme and break your neck. No salary caps, but a whole bunch of zeros. A bully on the mic all week like I'm Debo. Trust me, homie, the whole thing getting ugly. Be like, that nigga called himself daddy like Puffy. Touch something, come up, it's a golden rule. Now what the fuck y'all wanna do? But you don't hear me though. Guys to get it, people. For the people, opening with a little Chuck D quote. This this track is fucking great because mm-hmm. there are references throughout. Yep, there's a gin and juice. It is so fucking good. Uh, still fucking, on the tight hooks. Just, just, just. Oh man, this one's great. Um, I think that the chorus is actually. An Ella Cool J reference. Oh, okay. Uh, give me one second, because I need to remember. I think it's, I think it's from Todd Smith. I think that's the one. I just want to note see. that. Uh, oh wait, that might have been that might have been before then. I, I do just want to note while you're looking that up that he talks about his nuts dragon, and I just noted that that has to hurt quite a bit. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <coughs> um. Oh, okay, never mind. That would have come out later. Oh. So they bit from him. Damn. Shame. For shame. LL Cool the, J the and Brad Zizz Paisley is... biting off MC Breed. The z- Shut the f- <laughs> No. <laughs> We're not acknowledging that anymore. We, we can't. Please. I have to. No. Anyway. Um, yeah. Just, just if you if you can find this song, go ahead and listen to it all. It's it's all really fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, oh man, this one's good. This is so good. And again, him him kind of like singing in the chorus. He's good. Yeah, I dig it. It's what it's, it's what it's, it's really fucking it's good. What, it's what is appropriate for the song. Cool with it. Cool with it. It's a really good hook. <laughs> it, it is. I it really it. is. <laughs> I love I love so much about it. I love the instrumental. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love the verses. I love the song. That's it. It's great. Stand out. Yeah. So up next, track number nine for cheese.
Than I do on myself, and I'm getting rich off what I'm finding. Uh, Pursuing my wealth, it ain't a nigga that's amongst you. I'd tell you I'm wrong, and if it is, I'm telling you, homie, nigga ain't that strong. Cause if you had it once before, uh, you can get it again. Some niggas lost it with a hoe, uh -huh. some lose it with friends. I've seen them lose it in dice. Okay. Hit up by their wife. That's right. I heard right after the lawsuit, he lost his life. It's all for dividends, and most of us, we live for the trends. If I buy me a Benz, they plot and plan to bring me on in. It's just a dog. Doggy dog world, now we off the chain. It's after losing all that paper, you going insane against the grain, the bad necessity for my living. After all of this giving, it's so unforgiving. I'll be working to get it till it's hurting to get it. No matter what, I'm coming up for certain to get it. Come on. You don't know what we do for Give money. Mike, yes. let me ask you a question. Sure. What is your preferred four cheese blend? <laughs> uh, hmm. Hmm. Oh, man. I'm, I'm not sure. I think, I think, I don't know, what's on a stereotypical four cheese pizza? I think usually like an Italian blend. Let's, let's, let me, let me, let me, let me look real quick. You're almost guaranteed to have some mots in there. I don't think that I don't think there's like a single four cheese blend like some, that shouldn't some, have some mots. Asiago, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Typical four cheese pizza. Traditional. <laughs> Let's see. What's what's normally on that shit? Mozzarella, gorgonzola. Fontina and Parmigiano. Apparently, those are the normal ones. Oh wait, uh, could be mozzarella, provolone, Romano, course, and Asiago. That's course. those are some good ones for me. Romano is tight as hell. Love some Romano. Yeah. That's that's normally what I put on on my pasta sauce. Anyway, they're talking about getting money. <laughs> what? What? And they, they do stuff. They gotta get their money. Also, no matter what, also they're it, gonna get it. it. It should be noted that the title of the track is literally the number four. Yes. Cheese. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, yeah, this... I believe in here he says the phrase doggy dog world, which amuses me. Mm. Uh, there, <laughs> actually, so here's a, a thing semi-related to this. Uh, I watched a video recently where a guy who is like a He's like a language dude, talks about mm -hmm. like misuses of phrase or, you know, people who say phrases like that wrong mm -hmm. and basically went through an explanation of a like the word for that that exists that I don't remember anymore, but also how like people who get mad about it are stupid because that's a lot of things that we say that are considered proper English today are bastardizations mm -hmm. of old phrases. Yeah. <laughs> things that I yeah. was not aware of. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So complaining about the changing uh, landscape of the language is dumb. Stop it. If you understand what they mean, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an example of that is whenever <laughs> when I still live with my parents and um, 
my uh, my little brother when he was like young, when he was like probably like four or five and shit. Uh, and my stepdad would get mad at him, and he says he's not being have. Yeah. Okay. He's not. And dude, I I heard that for years, and one day I just went off, and I was like, "That's not a word. It's behaving." <laughs> and he says. But you know what I meant, right? And I'm like, that's not the point. <laughs> like he gets, he get mad at my brother, just, like, because my brother wanted to like go to Toys R Us or something. He's like, no, you're not being have. That's not a fucking word. You cannot have. You behave. You're not behaving. And the fact that he was just like, yeah, but you know what I meant, right? Shut the fuck up. Oh <laughs> uh, God. What a time. It's okay. He went to New Brighton, so it's okay. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, this, for some reason, this instrumental feels familiar, and I don't know from what. Um, hmm. Like, I, I, I picture it could have been, like, if this was playing in the background of Big Money Hustlers, it would have made sense. Yeah. I could have heard that, for sure. But there's something about it that just, again, it, it just seems familiar, and I don't know where I would have heard it, like, where, like, what other artists that I would have heard around this time would have played something like this. This kind of sounds like it might have been a more, like, Dirty South rapper style, hmm. but could not tell you who it would have been. Yeah, I got nothing. Maybe it could have been, like, an Outcast song. I, I honestly feel like a lot of the tracks on here, um, like, I could almost hear, like, 50 Cent on most of these, if I'm being honest. <laughs> like I could hear him on some. I mean, at the same time, the ones that were done with, like, like the last one, um, where I was, or not the last one, um, which track? Uh, Truth. Truth, yeah. Where I'm like, oh, that sounds like I could have been on Eminem, like, Encore. Yeah, it also sounds like it could have been on Get Rich or Die Trying or yeah. The Massacre. <laughs> like, I, I hear that, like, truth out of my mind. Like, I, I can mm -hmm. hear them. Yeah. So, th yeah, this one, I mean, unfortunately, this track itself doesn't really hit for me. But, like like I said, it's only one of the It's just, like, it sounds familiar. But I couldn't tell you, like, who it would be that I think would be wrapping over it. <laughs> yeah. Weird times. That's uh that's for cheese. Alright. Track ten. Pop Track ten popper. is what you play when you wanna get your snack for a movie. Then you go you go you go to the you go to the Ask the person behind the counter for some popcorn, and that person be considered the popcorn popper. to come back. I've been in this bitch. I'm tired. Excuse me, Mr. Man. What you smoking? Sesame or goods again? Well, I'll be the popcorn popper. Take two of these and fuck seeing the doctor. Immediately, I'm on ease. 
With a quarter pound of trees, I'm taking over this world. Starting with your girl, she with it too. You too much of mouse to admit it, you. Known for licking and tricking your way through, but it's cool. There's no need to act a fool. That's the reason most these fools pack a two, and I'm a fool. So sit back and relax a few. Run the route, and I'll just quarterback for you. I'm talking bigger than that. Shug Knight status, you got to get that nigga props, he bailed out Pac, I mean for real, I ain't see you paying no meal, all that cash, your fake ass swing, you real, say no more, what a way to even the scope, knowing half these rappers rapping, ain't even doping, fuck if I'm wrong, you wouldn't give a fuck if I'm right, just get Willie D with Breedley, you suck it on Nike, I'm in life. She heard me on record, but here it is, can't call it a comeback, I've been in this bitch. So pop, give pop, me pop, a pop. modern kung fu movie and just play this during one of the fight scenes. No. Yeah, the instrumental has that feel. That's what I want. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> play this during Man with the Iron Fists. It's like a sitar in that fucking thing. What are you talking about? Just just, just remove just remove the, the RZA soundtrack. Put this on, on the entire movie. Uh, <laughs> yes it's what I want you don't have to agree with it it's what I want <laughs> marijuana <laughs> he sounds like he's got some problems with people that he would like to work out I mean that's good if you just want to like talk it out with people you know, I don't know if he wants to talk it out at all <laughs> that's well what else would you do I don't know I feel like talking is, is the best way to solve. I think those he's kinds of just. Problems. I mean, he's like planning on medicating them or something. Oh. Uh, like. Tylenol? Uh, maybe popcorn. Oh. I like popcorn. Yeah. I had some a couple days ago. And I had holeless popcorn, which isn't even really popcorn. Huh. <laughs> Man, I don't I really like care for this track. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 an okay. Yeah. The, the honestly the, the instrumental is the coolest thing about it. It's not that good, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> to each their own. Whenever All you right, said this should be whenever you said that this should be in a kung fu movie, I flashed back to Always Sunny and the track that they use as like a stand-in for like like they go to Chinatown or something like that and it's the same it's the same song that they use for everything because that's they have like five tracks that they use throughout the entire show and each one is to signify something in particular. Wow. <laughs> and it's not great <laughs> in that particular case. Okay. Well, we are two thirds of the way through this record. Yeah. Let's keep chugging along. Track 11, I'm Too Dope, featuring... That's a lie. I'm too dope. I'm too dope for myself. Yeah. I'm too dope. I'm too dope for myself. That's the truth. Now, homie, you can bag me up. 
Get your paper on, player. player. I'm raw, uncut. Put me in the air. More than enough for me. It's a training day, so man up, nigga. Hit it in OD. I'ma tell you like my daddy told me. Nobody knows me like I know me. For real, I'm like an antidote. Serum, cure. My medication's a potion that's potent but pure. Clientele. Keep my cell phone humming and my prices goes up when I know the drought's coming. So waiting on your ass, nigga, never an option. I'm on. You need to get at me, dog. I'm popping. Cut with some tusks and lean a little further than I'm used to. So keep it clean. Don't let me lose you. Hit like the effects of an X-Tab. Rip shit, get chips, and move to the next lab. I ain't too dope. I ain't too dope for myself. All right, that's I'm Too Dope. We have an uncredited uh, feature in this, actually. Oh. Yeah. So if you listen to this track, uh, you can hear very faintly in the background the sound of Shaggy Too Dope crying in a separate room (laughs) because he should have been on this track. (laughs) (laughs) And he was excluded. He should have had a guest verse. It's it's especially sad when the track is I'm the number two dope. Yep. And then it was it was finally revealed that Shaggy Two Dope was actually MC Bree. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to call the one section definitely a right said Fred quote. Uh it, it it's 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 close. It's close enough, as far as I'm concerned, to an I'm too sexy callback that I'm just going to say it's there. He lists a series of things that he is too dope for. And you know what? It's all it's very close. <laughs> is that is that towards the end? Uh, he does it like, like after, after the, the second after the hooks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember which one you're talking about. Yeah. This one. <laughs> it's just. Like, Where was Shaggy at? <laughs> was he arrested again? again? Was... was he in jail? <laughs> 2004, what happened? When was... I know Shaggy had some legal issues in 04 or 05. I don't remember when or for what. Let's Let's, let's check real quick. They couldn't just get like a shitty wave recorder in to just get a recording (laughs) over the phone at like a visit or something like that uh let's see does it show me legal problems let's see (laughs) personal life it actually doesn't tell me any of that that sucks all it says is that he had numerous runs with the law. Well, <laughs> it doesn't say anything about what time period or anything, so don't know. No, but again, I mean, it, this album either A, was already done, and they were just going to put it out on this label so that it could get put out, or they didn't want anybody on the record who was you know, associated with psychopathic, even though that's kind of a lie slightly later on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. The The track itself isn't bad. 
That's pretty good. I actually, it's okay. I very frequently would hear this instead, of, like the hook to this instead of breed on the track breed. <laughs> <laughs> the beats are just close enough that my brain just mashes them together. That's yeah. that's fair. That's fair. It's a, it's a good track, but could have been the best track. It could have had you just added. Violent J. Track number 12. I gotta go. I gotta roll, man. Come on, baby, please. You can do it twice, overnight flights to Vegas So we can see the fight, club and casino drinking Hanging all night, I spent the leaf, you roll it up You want a drink, we mow it up That's how we cutting this, a beautiful thing I love the way you do you, you be doing your thing Keep doing your thing You want dinner, candlelight tomorrow I gotta go, I gotta go, man I gotta go Fading now. <laughs> Gotta go. Gotta go. Featuring Toby. Toby. Don't know who Toby is, but she's here. Yeah. Um. She's got a good voice. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on this one, Mo? I like it. Yeah, it's good. It's good change up late in the in the album. It's got. I like the beat to it. Feels good. Um. I know that you would probably get really annoyed with the structure of it because it doesn't have one, uh, but I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't care for this one. I know. Um, I, I mean, I feel like this is a song that was would have been a staple. Um, I feel like you always have to have, uh, like for this style of rap album, you're, you're bound to have a track that's got a female uh, vocal on it for not just, like, something in the background, but, like, yeah. fairly prominent on it. Um, but this one's just not for me. Uh, not your kind of Juggalo love song? Not my kind of Juggalo love song. Uh, premise of this one is basically, it seems like both Breed and uh, Toby are uh, cheating on their significant others. It's Dilemma. Or just one of them is, I can't remember, uh, Dilemma. 
that song. But it is. It's Dilemma. <laughs> fuck, fuck Dilemma. This is better than Dilemma. But fuck Dilemma. But, yeah, I don't, uh, this one's just not for me. It's, it's, it's not a bad song. Like, I like the beat. But I don't really, like, gravitate towards any of it else. Like, the chorus is okay. Again, I like Breed singing. He's like, good. It, it's good. Like, obviously, it has a little nice, bit of auto-tune Nice auto-tune it, touch. I like it. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. But, yeah, this one's just not for me. He uses auto-tune quite a bit. He used it on Ain't No Future in Your Front. <laughs> All the way back. Wow. I really gotta go and listen to it now. Yeah. Shit. Anyway. Alright. That's that's it for Gotta Go. That's it. Track number 13. Frontin'. Chips, uh-uh, the bad necessity. Uh-huh. Hell, you only heard the half of it, cause you ain't ready for the rest of me. More cautious than cautious. I'm it like Muhammad Ali, a motherfucking classic. What the fuck do you want from me? I'm not enough, but more than enough for me. Yeah. Farm one affiliate, rap game renegade, hot shit. And we just starting off with my shit. Right. Yeah. That straight off the block shit. Faithfully, like I still ride Pac shit. Locked it, and that's why you watch it. And I rocked it at the same place I copped it. What the fuck are you fronting for? I get the feeling that our good pal MC Breed is not a fan of people fronting. Yeah. Yeah. I think he might have said something about that in this song. He just doesn't like fronting. No. That's it. So wait, he was 33, I think, when this came out. Is that considered young? Relatively, why? I was just curious. I mean... I don't know. I, I'm I'm 30 now. I don't feel young anymore. Well, you know. <laughs> I think whenever you're dealing with, like, old-ass studio execs, 33 is uh, pretty young. Yeah. I got, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, look at the picture of him. He looks young. Yeah. That, that album cover, he looks like he's, like, 20. <laughs> I'll be real with you. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would pit him at mid twenties at best. Yeah. Still surprised about the the piercing got <laughs> up on uh, uh, on his eyebrow. He was on the cutting edge. For real though. Um, this was unfortunately just like uh, just like um, fucking, which track was it? Uh, one two, where I kind of tuned out by accident. 
Um, so I don't really have much else on this one. Well, it's also just like truth in that that's what it's about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But truth is done better. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I got nothing. All right. Here. Here we go. Here we go. Track number 14. Roll. Featuring Isha. Fill up the tank, nigga, ride away. Take my best to my favorite hideaway. Hitting before six, nigga, slide away. Yeah, I'm getting show like them cheddar boy legs. Slow down, read you kill them. The hood's still in me. I'm still feeling them. Still smoking blunts for fly. Simply looking, hitting switches when I'm riding by. No, I'm top by. No police lights. Just me and the street lights. My whip clean. Pocket full of kryptonite. Looking for something I can hit and never call back. Have a twisted at forgetting where she parked at. Can't wait to do it again. Already making plans for you and a friend next. She wanna use the bins, but oh no. You heard the record, I ride solo, but I know you wanna roll. I just wanna smoke. What you wanna show and ride away? Alright, roll. Roll. Here so we this go. is the closest that we get to anything regarding psychopathic records, and that's because this features Esham on it. Yeah. Uh, he has a full verse on verse two. And then uh, they trade bars uh, on verse three. Um, I think they do like four bars each, like just mm-hmm. kind of switching off. I choose to believe um, that this actually just still doesn't have anything to do with psychopathic because this was like a five second period in which Isham was like just decided that he hated Jay again. And <laughs> Breed was just like, hey man, you want to do a verse? And he's like, yeah, sure. Is this, uh, this is for psychopathic? He's like, oh no, no, not at all. <laughs> Well, all right, man. <laughs> he was on Psychopathic at the time. This is a brief window. It's a very brief window. It's not well no, documented. No, Esham was, Esham was on the label from 03 to very early 06. It's it's like whenever you like quit your job, but then you go back to it before they've actually taken you off of like schedules and stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as the company's concerned like you never left they never had to take you off like the payroll or anything like that oh hey like that thing that happened to me last year yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway which is why it took a month and a half for me to get my fucking uh, vacation time paid out anyway is- I had told you whenever I did my listens mm-hmm. that you were gonna be annoyed yeah. with this track probably but then you didn't notice yeah so and then you so tried the to guess a bunch of things what was the thing I was going to be annoyed by? The beat in this. Okay. Them drums. Maybe you didn't catch it, but that ain't lined up. <laughs> they it's got not? they got some drunk beat stuff going on there. Uh, oh. Stuff stuff cracking off the beats here and there. It it's really cool. Like it it's very much like the um, like tuplet grooves and stuff that like modern jazz drummers will do and stuff like that and it's you'll mm-hmm. hear it a lot in actually like modern hip-hop and stuff too there's a lot more of it nowadays the uh, like your mm-hmm. uh like the dilla jazz 
grooves and all that stuff where they're like kind of right, you got go some lagging and, and stuff. Go ahead and and. and... Put a bit more of it on, like go go yeah. into Ishan's first. I roll like my shit stole, my pocket's so swole, my money don't fold. And if you don't know where we about to go, I'm about to blow some purple cushion, get some Remy from the liquor store. Me and breathe, smoking weed, bullets the only thing that my magazine read. So roll with me like you took four X pills. I make your head spin like I was a dabbing wheel. I'm known for grabbing steel. I don't hear it. Huh. Some of those, if, if you're listening closely to it, because it's not very... It, it maybe, maybe the last hit... Yeah, what you, what you hear in some of it, like if, you're, if you're listening closely, you will hear some of them where it goes from being like just a two eighth note thing into the uh, into the snare to almost like a uh, like a picked up triplet sound. Uh, OK. And like some of the bass notes and stuff and the way that it lines up. And yeah, there's there's a little bit of a lag on on that four crack, too. So, I mean, it's. It's very slight. That's the only one I noticed, but yeah, it, I, I, it actually didn't stand out to me. It's subtle. It's subtle, and it's yeah. very well done. <laughs> okay. Um, I pick up on these things. This I is what I'm here for. I heard this album before. <laughs> um, whenever I, I had this album before, I never like paid attention really to, to this song too much, hmm. and it was probably because it had Esham on it. <laughs> and now I hear it, and I'm like, oh shit, it's got Esham on it. It's a good track. And it's a pretty damn good track. Like, Esham can fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> like, I dig it. I dig it a lot. Um, Him and Breed play well off each other. It's really good. The, the, chorus, the chorus is a little bit, like, really, like, it's it's kind of, uh, I don't, I don't know if I want to say, like, generic, but just, <laughs> it's, it's kind of cheesy. Yeah, a little I bit. Think. But it's not terrible. There's been there's been other choruses on this record that haven't been as good as it. But no, this this track is good. This track is very good throughout. Um, and I was just kind of surprised that despite Ishan being on this one, he did not produce any of it. Yeah. Um, this I think was still done by one of the other two guys. I'll double check. It's either it's one of two. This was done by S Man. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, if you're thinking that this album was like already done before and it was just released exclusively on the label then i mean like he could have just already had isham on that verse beforehand it's possible maybe they already had it written up maybe that was the connection maybe he was already tight with isham i have no idea i really don't know and so it was recorded in a time when isham still hated violent (laughs) jay i I don't think this track was like four years old. Yeah, just, just saying, just saying. But that brings um, us all the way to track fifteen. Outro. Thank you. You now have your new prescription. All you crackheads, bass heads, hip hop heads, methadone heads, heroin addicts, pop heads. RB heads. Whatever. You now have your fix. I don't think that those things all match up. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I I think I think they are varying degrees of 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 concern. <laughs> I don't know. 
Also, uh, there's actually no credit on that in the book. Um, it ends with roll. That sounds like that's Isham talking. Could be. It sounds like like with his with with how he pronounces words. I want to say that that's Isham. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. But that that's it. That's the new prescription. The the absolute loosest of psychopathic records albums. Yeah. To date. And like even even nowadays it is it is that far left field that if you if you didn't know anything about MC Brig being on being affiliated with ICP, you wouldn't even think that this was from them. Yeah. He did do a couple other songs with ICP. Um notably there was a song called Let Me Go, which did have a single just recently put out. I think it was not this past year. I think it was the year prior. It was given away at a big ballas event, I think. Um, but it's been available online for years. Like, if you just find it. I think that was from 03 or 04. And then he's featured on um, a future uh, Forgotten Freshness that we'll, uh, we'll come to. Um, which honestly may have been the first time I ever heard Bree, but I didn't even realize like it was him on there. Until I heard the song yesterday. And <laughs> I was like, oh, hey! I'll have to rehear it, though, because it's a good song. But anyways, that's the new prescription. That what is... What are... What are your thoughts? So... I, as we said, sort of... We, we alluded to it, at least, throughout the beginning of this. Like, this this show that we do here just doesn't like have like the framing to deal with an album like this uh-huh. <laughs> like it's just not like this is very much out of our wheelhouse in terms of things mm-hmm. that we generally listen to even though a lot of times like you know i do try to relate the listening that we do regarding like icp and stuff to what hip-hop knowledge that i have like mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with this one. Like, it's okay. Like, it's a solid mm-hmm. hip-hop track. It's a solid hip-hop album. I mean, I feel like part of the reason that we don't, you know, nobody has any info on it anywhere and nobody really cares to find any is because, like, even if it wasn't just released on, like, a subsidiary of Psychopathic, if it was released on, like, I just don't think it's remarkable enough regardless Mm -hmm. of the like label it would have been released on. Like Mm -hmm. if it was on any major label, I feel like it would receive much the same. Like maybe it would be like noted a little bit more, but if it was released Mm -hmm. on any other like independent label or something, I feel like it would have been looked over just as easily. Um, Like it's not bad. It's just unremarkable really. Like there isn't much to say about it. Uh, There was Mm -hmm. other stuff at the time that was, doing not necessarily the same thing but i mean from from what as we got on in the album i saw like yeah i think this fits into that time generally like the general sound Mm -hmm. of it fits into the 2004 scene but it doesn't stand out in that scene it's not a Mm -hmm. you know he doesn't have like a fucking in the club he doesn't have a like any of the other stuff that was going on. It's just kind of the, there. I think what happens is it was 
overlooked by mainstream rap due to A, a lack of promotion. That'll do it. And B, to a, I think a lesser extent, but yes, the the idea of it not being as remarkable, as not being as much of a standout as other albums at the time. Yeah. 2004 had a, a handful of really, really great albums in rap. Some considered modern classics. While Breed is not necessarily bad by any stretch, there's nothing that he's doing on this album that is setting a new standard. Right. So, and unfortunately, when you're trying to do this that distances yourself or you're putting out this record because you feel that it should come out, say in the eyes of Alan Jay. Yeah. Not having any other guests aside from Eshaan is not going to get that same level of excitement from your core fan base. Yeah. Okay. Again, Violent J loves, loves those veterans. Loves Eshaan. Loves Breed. Later on, we're going to co- come to uh, Big Hutch, um, who is from Above the Law. Loves those artists. But without something that's really gluing together that with your audience of Juggalos, they're not going to have that same appreciation for it. Yeah. And it's not going to hit the same way as it does for you. Whether that's a passion project or whatever, I I understand. But you also can't be mad that, you know, if it doesn't succeed the way you intended for it because of it not following the same formula that you've already set for the prior 14 years. Right. So, it's it's not a bad album. No. It's just not... It's it's not a ten out of ten for for some. It's got it's got solid tracks. Yeah. There's tracks that are on here that I'm going to keep on my playlist because I genuinely like them. Yeah, for for but... some for some context here, real quick, let's 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 have a look at some things. Um, the highest he ever charted, uh, as far as his albums go, was Funkified, his third album, at 106. Mm. That's peak okay. chart positions uh, in mm-hmm. in the U.S. Uh, U.S. R and B charted much higher at nine, but uh, uh, and then on Billboard, as far as like songs, "In the Future in Your Front" and I think was sixty six. Yeah. On uh, on on just the plain song chart, and then "Gotta Get Mine" was it didn't chart on two hundred, but it charted on uh, rap songs. But so here we go. But it had Tupac, so obviously that makes sense. From ninety six on. Mm-hmm. To beat y'all, no chart. Flatline, no chart. It's all good in 1999, charted at 180. The pharmacist in 01 did not chart on either. No US or like just regular US or R&B, nothing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sure, he's he he references on whatever track don't call it a comeback. He's been in this bitch. You've been releasing things. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna be real with you, man. I don't think they've been reaching anybody. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's the thing. This album may not be a quote-unquote comeback album, 
but it should have been because that's mm-hmm. the only way you'd have made it back, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't have anything off your last album. I don't have, like, any sales numbers on these. I could probably look them up individually, but, like, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that he, like, made it that far on a lot of these other ones. Like, maybe his earlier ones probably hit pretty good because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, his big deal had a big hit. Two big hits. But you can't you can't carry off that that long, man. <laughs> like, right. if you're not if you don't have any other singles that you're known for, I don't think mm-hmm. you're gonna make it. Like Yeah. It's 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 just again a level of consistency that while is admirable, there's also gotta be something that you do different to help set that apart. Yes. You have those other artists who have been doing this shit since the 90s. You have Snoop Dogg. You have Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's so many other artists who were doing that stuff for so long. Look at people from, you know, members of the Wu-Tang Clan. They were still doing all of that stuff. And while, yes, you're going to have a, a, a key part of the people who are buying those records are people who are just diehard fans... You also have to think about, okay, well, these people are still making songs that are consistently charting because something sets them apart. I think Snoop Dogg has literally charted on something with every album he's released. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's production or who's featured on it or something, people are going to want that. It's one thing to have a one-hit wonder. But I think I think in rap it's a little bit more um, I think dire to hit with something else after that. Because you have bands who are one-hit wonder bands and then they have like a diehard fan base just off of that one song and some of those bands are still, like, doing stuff today. I think rap, it's a little bit harder to bounce back from that. So, two great songs in the very early 90s. And just some albums put out after them just didn't really do much. He, and apparently, around for... he apparently had another single, but, like, it, its airplay was all in Detroit. Like, mm-hmm. that was, like, in... In 01, he broke the record for Detroit Radio Airplays with Let's Go to the Club. And after, you know, Ain't No Future in Your Front, and that was like his most successful single. Like, that's between... But but primarily in Detroit. Yeah. I mean, it was his most successful single overall. Um, But it it most, like, his album didn't really reach that far outside of Detroit. And that was, that's from 1991 all the way up to... 2001 basically yeah yeah so that's a thing i I'm, I'm not trying to say anything negative about braid i enjoyed this album but it's it's definitely an album that i could understand if it was played in the background and not focused on mm-hmm. because you said it it's overall unremarkable i can say there's songs on here that i really like they'll stay in my playlist yeah but this is not really a must 
listen for the Juggalo community. <laughs> so sorry if we wasted about two hours of, of your time, Juggalos. Well, let me... Uh... We just felt I just felt it was important to to look into. So on the on the background of this, because I'm guessing you didn't look at Wikipedia at all for anything. You didn't do much. I looked a little. Oh, did you read the background bit. on this album? On this album, I did at one point. Yeah, I forgot clearly. Uh, so it, it basically tells the story of how this whole thing came to be, like in an overall sense, uh, because it was actually just Alex Abbas who was like, "I'm gonna found this because I want this." Uh, he he wanted he wanted a subsidiary that wasn't attached to ICP as much to reach a wider fan base for the label, mm-hmm. and apparently it was literally just a business relationship. Like mm-hmm. they they picked up breed for that, and according to um, Jay, he said it was just a business relationship that turned friends. They weren't doing anything with him in particular. He's just doing his thing, and that's it. <laughs> Yep. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's a... It's an album, you know? It is. It is. What would you... Again, uh... it's, 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 an interesting, it's an interesting album to, to consider when you look at the big picture of Psychopathic Records. Oh, yeah. It is, it is, it is a really is... interesting just story in the, in the saga of mm-hmm. Psychopathic Records. So what are your uh, what are your tracks? So this one's actually hard because the tracks on here that like if I like a track, I really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> like no joke. Um I'm gonna go with For the People. Of course. Uh I'm gonna go with Truth. Mm-hmm. And this is the hard one, because there's, like, three other ones that I super dug. I think I'm going to go with Roll. All right. I really like those ones. What do you... What, it, was, what you... it was either Roll or uh, or Breed or Rap Game. Like, that was kind of hard. But... <laughs> what, are you, what are you cutting? I, uh... Hmm. Cutting. probably gotta go hmm. which I think also is the longest track on here it is five minutes yeah yeah it's five minutes long and I was indifferent to it so yeah I can deal with there being a shorter track that I don't <laughs> care as much but yeah that would be that'd be mine I'd what take about you I'd take for the people gotta go and roll I would cut popcorn popper okay okay one of the things about Popcorn Popper that actually really annoyed me was the fact that it, the uh, part of the hook to it is like they it's a part that he uses in another part of the song, but he fills in an empty space with like some rapping. Uh-huh. And then in other sections of it, he just removes the rapping part. So it's just empty space. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Breed? <laughs> <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's the new prescription. It is. And again, this was his final record. Um, it seems like he was working on something else before he passed away. Um, let's see. He was planning to release a 
DVD documentary about his life and was uh, working on a new album oh. um, that was going to be released on his former label. Um, let's see. It was about half done uh, before he passed away. Damn. So, so it's a bit of a bummer. So, I mean, that's something interesting to think about, though. His very last record was released on Psychopathic, so. Well, it wasn't. It was, though. <laughs> so, yeah. That was that was the new prescription. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. And, you know, if you want to listen to this record, try and, try and find it. It's, it's an interesting listen. Because um, it sounds like nothing else that Psychopathic had put out at the time or has put out since. I am interested um, to hear like just people's reaction in general to this album mm-hmm. existing. Um, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, what is this? So yeah. Uh, thank you as always. You can let us know uh, how you feel about this episode and this, uh, this album uh, on our various social medias, such as the Facebook. Juggalo Judgment. Such as the Twitter. At Juggalo Judgment. Such as the Instagram. At Juggalo Judgment. You can send us an email. Juggalo Judgment at gmail.com. And if you'd like to uh, speak with us directly, uh, you can hit us up on our uh, personal Twitters. At Schmeev. At Mike Spawn the SEJ. You can also uh, hit me up directly on Instagram at Straight Edge Juggalo, and uh, yeah, we can we can chat about Juggalo stuff. Yeah, you can tell me how annoying I am, um, or about how my opinions are shit. Uh, sh- shout out to the one guy on Instagram who was like, "Yo, I disagree with about eighty percent of your takes, <laughs> but I like this show," and I'm like, "That's cool. <laughs> Thanks for giving us a chance at least." <laughs> Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and flood uh, the Juggalo subreddit with uh, praise of Juggalo Judgment so that more people check us out. Because <laughs> I forgot that I was posting on there. And so I hurried up and posted our uh, Check Your Shit and Bitch episode last night. Oh, God. On there. It got one up <laughs> No comments. But I'm going to keep doing that. Anytime a new episode comes out, I'm posting it on there. It's all right. I so hate Reddit anyway. <laughs> I, I still don't fully understand Reddit, but I'm on there. I've been on there for like six years. So, I think that's about it. Yeah. Um, which means there's only one final thing that we need to do. That's to take them fagos. They cracked open at the beginning. Nursing that whole time. Fish your fagos. Fish your but a whole bunch of zeros, a bully on the mic all week like I'm Debo. Trust me, homie, the whole thing getting ugly. Be like, that nigga called himself daddy like Puffy. Touch something, come up, it's a golden root. Now what the fuck y'all Peace, wanna y'all. do? But Later. you don't hear me though. Gots to get the people. I get the people what they want. Some band-aids for the way my nuts drag around tattoos and jewels cover the light.